0: This is the Edumatch Podcast Network, bringing you amazing educators sharing their love of learning one show at a time. The Edumatch Podcast Network is proud to support this show and many others. Find out more at edumatchpn.com. The ideas and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely of the individual podcaster.
1: This is TLC Ninja, a podcast for teachers by teachers about classroom innovation
2: Hi, and welcome to episode 87 of TLC Tech Learn Coffee. I'm your host, Lisa Nowakowski, a fifth grade teacher in South Monterey County here in California.
1: And I'm Nancy Minicozzi, an instructional technology coach in Beverly Hills, California.
2: And just as a reminder, we have a 15 minute format because ain't nobody got
1: more time than that. No, they don't. And for today's coffee fact, Apparently, the handbook issued to U.S. soldiers in Britain during World War II included the line, the British don't know how to make a good cup of coffee. You don't know how to make a good cup of tea. It's an even swap. So (laughs) apologies apologies to all those British people who have seen Americans putting water in the microwave in order to make tea. We know. That's bad. Well, actually, I know, but a lot of people don't. Anyway. (laughs) Anyway. Uh, tonight's guest is Teresa Ozoa, who will be talking to us about Genius Hour.
2: I'm so excited to talk to you, Teresa. So tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do.
0: Thanks so much for having me. I really admire your podcast. Okay, my about me. My most important role is I'm a happily married mother of two but my work, my current gig is high school English teacher in Irvine, California. I was a lawyer in my previous life. I went to UCLA, met my husband, practiced in the San Francisco Bay Area, and uh, my last law job was working as an editor for a legal publisher. Um, When I moved down from the Bay Area down to um, Orange County, I taught elementary school. This was way back in the day when the ratio of students to teacher was 20 to one. Remember those days? Maybe not, it's a long time ago. Um, But in uh, recent years, I became a Google certified innovator in 2018. And thanks to you for both of your help in my application. Um, And I've also been a presenter to teachers in literacy for uh, my district and for the UCI Writing Project and in educational technology for them as well, but mostly for Q. Um, in fact, I met both of you uh, for the first time at AQ Rockstar Teacher Camp in 2014. And since then, I've adopted the ed tech community as my people.
2: You have quite the diverse background. That's so exciting. I didn't realize you were a lawyer in a past life.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and congratulations on the innovator thing. It's so awesome. And um, it's so it's exciting. Um, and finally, for... Um, those of you who are listening outside of California, or maybe some of you in California, if you don't know, Q-C-U-E is a community of educators uh, in the state of California and parts of Nevada, I believe, that um, integrate uh, helped teachers to integrate technology uh, meaningfully within their classrooms. So it's a really great supportive uh, environment to be a part of and great community, and we welcome everybody, whether you're in uh, California or not. So let's get to talking to you. So first of all, it was super exciting to see you in the CTA California Teacher Association magazine. Um, Yay. Can you tell us, uh, uh, explain to us uh, what Genius Hour is? Um,
0: Yeah, I I know, right? It was fun to be in a magazine. Um, I was really happy to be in an article on the issue of reducing student apathy and encouraging engagement. And that's exactly what Genius Hour does. Genius Hour refers to the practice of giving students uh, in elementary school an hour a day or in high school about a day each week, 20% time, to pursue learning of their own choice. And after all these years, let's see, I started in 2014 in the fall, it's both been both the scariest and
2: absolutely the most rewarding thing I've ever done in education. That's so exciting to hear. Um, And I love that you started it in elementary um, and you're doing it in high school as well. Mm -hmm. So um, I know the origins of it and I know some of our listeners do as well, but I'm sure there are plenty that don't know the origins of where Genius Hour comes from. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah,
0: it's also known as 20% time because it was adapted from uh, Google's practice way back in the day of paying their employees 100% of their salary for working for Google 80% of their time. The the other 20%, they allowed employees to pursue whatever they wanted, and given that they were mostly, these employees were mostly geeky information people, they developed geeky information tools, and um, Google monetized them, uh, and the best of them, including Gmail. I think their current practice is more restricted to just rotating employees through uh, what they call a moonshot lab, where they can go to town on um, on moonshot, shooting for the moon type projects. And some departments I know have fun Fridays, so that's sort of their nod to the past practice.
2: That's exciting, and I love that um, educators. We love to steal from everywhere, um, and took that and and ran with it. So, you know, I read through the article and, you know, so some people might be thinking it's just for high achieving students. But in the article, you do talk to us about a special education student that was very inspiring. So can you share that story with our listeners, please?
0: Oh, I've had many, many um, special ed kids, um, including a pair after that article who created a website reviewing video games one boy did the old school games one boy did the new new uh, games but i think you're referring to my favorite story which is joey one day in the computer lab i heard him mumble under his breath that i would have been expelled for this at my old school so i asked him and i i looked he was looking up artillery in great detail so yes um, on the day of his presentation, we actually had technical problems. So I said, Joey, we could just wait and do it tomorrow. He said, no, no, Ms. Ozo, I got this. And he pulled up my stool, sat in the front of the class, and pontificated for 15 minutes on artillery. And the class was mesmerized. I was so impressed. And he developed a lot of educational cred with his uh, classmates.
2: That is exciting to hear. I love that he went just went along with it. Not a big deal, um, you know, I got this. That was great. Yeah, he,
0: he was a great personality, definitely.
2: Oh, I love that. I love when kids just are like, no, that's all good. So, you know, some teachers, I actually recently spoke to a teacher who was thinking um, of starting Genius Hour in her middle school classroom. Um, and she's just not sure where to get started, in how to introduce this to students. So how can teachers start this in their classroom?
0: Well, I started myself right after my summer um, Q Rockstar camp. I jumped in. I decided to ask for forgiveness, not permission to do this revolutionary thing. But happily, it's way more common now. And all that curious teachers have to do is literally Google it. Genius hour or 20% time. That can be kind of overwhelming. Um, but if they do If they do follow that hashtag on Twitter, they'll discover books and blogs and social media groups and even paid online courses um, about Genius Hour. But I would say actually the best uh, free place to start is the Genius Hour 20% Time Live Binders site by Joy Kerr, K-I-R-R. And she is still one of the, the most helpful and accessible and knowledgeable people in this area. Um, the Live Binders are where she's curated resources by teachers, not pundits, um, with lesson plans, student samples, text, uh, tips and tricks, and um, contacts. Um, another place to go for books, if, you, if you'd rather look, read a book, is Don Wettrick, W-E-T-T-R-I-C-K, Don Wettrick's Pure Genius. And um, there's also a, a relatively new book by Kevin Brookhauser called The 20 Time Project. And he also has a TED talk from TEDx Monterey about the idea of building in Genius Hour as an innovative practice for students.
2: Yes, I am familiar with Kevin uh, Berkhauser. He's actually, I'm in Monterey County as well. Uh, I've heard him talk about his Genius Hour project and the, some of the amazing things that have come out of that. I'm not going to give that away. So <laughs> make listeners go and listen to that. Um, so going back to like Genius Hour um, so many high, you know, as you, you said in the article that many high achieving students focus on grades and tests um, rather than the learning process, which we all want them to get good grades, but we also want them to enjoy the learning process. Um, how has Genius Hour changed that for those high achievers who were only focusing on their grades?
0: Well, they began as very suspicious because I, I told them that I fully expected them to fail but it was fine because we're looking for progress, not perfection, which is not their usual um, M.O. But the deeper that these high achievers got into researching something of their own, their own passion, the more comfortable they got with not being perfect or knowing the answers. And, if, and um, it actually, what motivated them was developing more and more and more questions. So it was pretty
2: healthy for them. That's fantastic. Thank you so much. Do you have any final thoughts, uh, words of wisdom for our listeners?
0: Um, I think I would jump in with both feet as a teacher, but I would take baby steps with students as researchers. I would make sure that they felt comfortable and capable at advanced Google searches and that they knew what sites or at least how to determine what sites were credible. And the second thing I would say is, this is probably the best thing that teachers can do for themselves, is to find their own 20% time project and pursue it. And that's actually why the Google Innovator um, Academy, as it was called when you guys were in it, is really um, just inspiring because it gives people to follow their own
2: hearts with um, a passion project in education. So you'd mentioned um, having students determine credible sites. Do you help them determine how to find credible uh, websites? Yeah,
0: there is a whole program through Common Sense Education, Common Sense Media. And um, I have followed many of their, um, their lesson plans for that. But I usually start with a very dramatic example Of a website on Martin Luther King Jr. that sounds really awesome but if you dig deeper and deeper and deeper you discover it was actually um, hosted by a white supremacist group. So you know there's you you do need to dig deep and students need to be skeptical. Don't just stop with something that seems to tell them what they want
2: to hear. That's great advice. Now I teach elementary fifth grade how would I help my elementary students find credible sites? They're so susceptible if it's on the internet, it must be true.
0: One way would be to really focus their research first. And with elementary, instead of letting them, okay, go to town with whatever you're interested in, maybe restrict them to um, a project for just to follow just for a week or two weeks. So for this week, we're gonna talk about something related to science. For next week, anything that you can relate to um, the book that we're reading. And that way the universe that they're searching for credible sites is much more restrictive and I'm sure they'll come up with things that are are inappropriate, but that would be a learning opportunity, a teachable moment within a more circumscribed subject.
2: That's really great advice. Now you have me thinking, uh, redoing Genius Hour myself. (laughs) Go for it. Yes. All right. Well, thank you so much, uh, Teresa. This has been amazing. Thank you. And
0: um, I hope that people are inspired to just look it up for themselves and find maybe one or two people to follow on Twitter or ask in their community who's done this. Um, Because I think the face-to-face testimonial is probably the most powerful.
2: And we want to thank our listeners uh, for listening today. And if you enjoyed the show, please leave us a comment and let us know. Uh, Today's comment question is, are you ready to try Genius Hour in your class? And if you have already done it, what are some of your thoughts? And has Teresa made you rethink some of the way you're doing things?
1: Excellent. And uh, please join us on Wednesday, November 6th, when we will have another inspirational guest. We are going to be including links to all of the resources that Teresa mentioned in our show notes. So be sure to check those out.
2: And please don't forget to subscribe to hear more about easy ways for you to innovate in your classroom. If you like the show, and of course you do, please help other people find us by rating us and leaving a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. Remember we are always looking for guests to share the great things they are doing in their classrooms. So if you know someone who fits the bill or if you'd like to be a guest, please visit TLC.ninja and complete the contact form to let us know. Thanks and we'll see you next time.